We've got a special crossover edition of Locked On New York Rangers and Locked On Washington Capitals. We are teaming up with Dan Holmey of Locked On Caps to discuss Peter Laviolette's tenure with the Capitals, as well as what the future holds for each of these two teams. All that and much, much more on today's episode of Locked On Rangers and Locked On Caps. All right, welcome back, Ranger fans and Capital fans. Once again, a very special crossover edition here today. This is John Check with Locked On New York Rangers, joined by Dan Holmey of Locked On Washington Capitals. And uh, we just want to let everybody know before we get started here that today's episode of Locked On Rangers and Locked On Caps is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. And uh, Dan, pleasure to be doing this. You know, our first crossover episode uh, together here, and. Uh, no better time than, you know, with the Rangers about to announce Peter Laviolette as a new head coach, you know, the introductory presser and everything. And I want to talk to you because obviously Laviolette, his most recent tenure was with the Capitals and, uh, you know, a little bit up and down. I feel like with the Rangers right now, there's a feeling among the fan base, this is a very safe hire. Doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad hire, but I want to kind of go back in time uh, to when the Capitals uh, first hired Peter Laviolette. How did you feel about that, Dan, at the time? Was, was he your top choice or... Um, how did you feel? Just general thoughts on the initial hiring of LaViolette. I mean, I was excited when they hired him. It was a team that was kind of and in transition. You know, they won the, the cup in 2018. And then they were still looking for that coach to try to get the most out of this, this era, this uh, Alex Ovechkin era. So they hired, uh, they went out and hired Peter Laviolette. I thought it was a good choice. Um, and then you take a look at it. He is eighth all time in wins. Um, so, I mean, you can, these guys don't necessarily grow on trees. So I was happy that they were able to, to get him on this team. Yeah, he's a little higher up there on some all-time lists than you might initially think. But, you know, he's done a lot of winning and uh, taken three different teams to the Stanley Cup Finals. And, you know, when I was looking at potential new coaches for the Rangers, I, I knew he had a good record, but it it's very impressive. I mean, he's pretty much won uh, just about everywhere. But, uh, you know, with the Capitals, obviously three seasons there for LaViolette make the playoffs the first two years, but they go out in the first round both times. And this most recent season, uh, they missed the playoffs altogether. So, you know, very broad question here, but, um, you know, why do you think that maybe it just didn't work out uh, between LaViolette uh, and the Capitals, you know, during his three seasons there? Uh, well, towards the end, I think that he ultimately lost the room um, just because of his coaching style, his reluctance to want to get younger. Uh, that is some of the things that are often said about him. But an interesting thing that I'd heard about it is he said that obviously you didn't pay attention to my history because I integrated a lot of young players when I played it or when I was the coach of Nashville. Um, but just this past season, I guess I would say the myriad of injuries. This Capitals team was missing a lot of players, most notably Tom Wilson, John Carlson and Nick Backstrom. For good chunks of the season, three huge pieces to this team. So uh, to try and plug and play players from AHL affiliate Hershey Bears uh, had some kind of mixed results. There was never any cohesiveness between the lines uh, in the D pairings there. So I think it was a team uh, that was kind of disjointed. And then also when he came here, he was up against it right away when it came to COVID. Um, so that was always my assessment of Peter Lavulette is the writing was kind of on the walls. I knew that there was going to be a change. It was uh, going to need to be made here. This was the first time they missed the playoffs since 2014. 
Uh, this team kind of like a lot like the Rangers had a, as a pedigree of making it to the playoffs and doing big things. Um, but, you know, that was my tough assessment on Peter Lavulette is I wish they would have given him another opportunity just based on those facts of all the injuries, based on all the facts of COVID and how he was kind of up against it the entire time. Uh, but for this team to make, you know, miss the playoffs, I think that that was too much uh, for GM Brian McClellan, who in a lot of ways, I think his job is on the line uh, based on the next head coach. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. So for this mandate to win, um, and ultimately they didn't get their objective and it was to even make it to the playoffs, period. Yeah, that was actually going to be one of my next uh, couple of questions here. But just to, to confirm, if it was up to you, LaViolette maybe gets, I mean, I know his contract was running out, but you know, that happens all the time with coaches and you can always, you know, uh, come to an agreement to keep somebody in town if you want them there. But uh, yeah, if it was up for you, I mean, does LaViolette get a mulligan for, for what happened this past season? You mentioned all the injuries to all the veterans and all the leaders in that room. A lot of really important players with some significant time. So, I mean, if it's up to you, you know, Dan, you're the GM. Do, do you bring him back uh, for at least one more season up here, LaViolette? Uh, speaking personally, I would have. I think he's a great coach. I mean, again, his reputation precedes him. He's the winningest U.S.-born coach. He's ranked number three in all active coaches out there. So again, these guys don't grow on trees. And his resume, like I said, speaks for itself. So I would have given him um, another opportunity. But the thing that I thought to myself, just looking at Peter Lavulette, the man, the you know, removing him from the capital situation, is I'm like, you know, he's going to find a job somewhere else. It's not like this guy kind of backed into a head coaching position. This guy has been killing it on every level all through his head coaching, winning a Stanley Cup in 2004 with the Hurricanes here. So um, I, I had no doubt. But, you know, to answer your question, I would have brought him back at least for one more year. See what this team looked like with Wilson, uh, Backstrom, and Carlson ostensibly in the lineup as long as they don't get injured again uh, to just give him, you know, his fair due. For sure. And, uh, you know, you mentioned something a minute ago about him, uh, you know, working with young players and how he had success with that at Nashville. That team was very young when they went to the Stanley Cup finals uh, under Peter Laviolette. And I, I want to ask you about that in more detail in just a second. Uh, but first, Dan, I think we should let everybody know that today's episode of Locked on Rangers and Locked on Capitals is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun that you are about to have. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And uh, Dan and I would certainly like to thank everybody for making Locked On Rangers and Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Both shows free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And uh, Dan, to just kind of get back to the, the LaViolette discussions here, uh, I mentioned this just a second ago, but um, you know, obviously the Caps have had kind of a veteran team uh, this last handful of seasons here. A lot of 
the core from that team that won a championship a few years ago still in place. Um, were there any like success stories or how did Laviolette do with uh, some of the young players that the Capitals have had, uh, you know, over the years that he coached there? I mean, he definitely has helped out a lot of the career, uh, most notably Dylan Strom, uh, who they kind of picked up as a, a player to replace uh, Nick Backstrom during his hip resurfacing procedure. He came here and just kind of lit it up and kind of really solidified his spot on this team. And one of the things that Peter Laviolette did is take his game to the next level. He kind of entrusted him with more responsibility, and he took that responsibility and ran with it. Um, so I think that, you know, he can work with your team as well, uh, with the, the veterans and you know kind of subtract the 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 rookie part of it i think that there was a mandate on him uh to to get wins ultimately at the end of the day and i think that peter lavulette did the best with what he had on this team and it was a team that was injured uh for a lion's share of the season yeah it's interesting because uh you know i mentioned this a second ago too very briefly but i, I went back and i looked at some of the rosters that peter lavulette has had and i really focused in on uh, the three teams that he took to the Stanley Cup Finals. And it really is interesting. Uh, they mostly were young teams, or at least had a good amount of young players. And, um, you know, a lot of them went on to great careers. Some of them are still playing even today and still doing a great job in this league. So, you know, that was one thing that I think pleasantly surprised me uh, as far as Peter Laviolette, the, the strong, fairly strong track record that he has with young players, you know, developing them and seemingly getting the most out of them. Um, but I actually wanted to ask you a question about the veterans because, you know, there's, there's some... I guess, concern from Ranger fans or some uneasiness about, you know, Peter Laviolette, very fiery personality, very demanding coach. You know, he's he's a no-nonsense kind of guy. And then you've got players on the Rangers, you know, veterans like Mika Zibanejad, Chris Kreider, Artemi Panarin. You know, they're all leaders in, in their own right, but they're not exactly, you know, I think the term I've been seeing a lot is fire and brimstone kind of players, you know, yelling and screaming and everything. So I'm just wondering, like, how did Laviolette, how did his personality mesh with, you know, the Ovechkins, the Backstroms, the Carlsons, et cetera, et cetera, you know, all the veterans and the mainstays on that team? On breakdown day, they all asked all the players what they thought of Peter Lavulette. And I didn't hear anything disparaging about it. That could have been a good opportunity since everyone kind of knew Peter Lavulette was out the door that they kind of kind of really put the dagger to him. But no one did. Everyone spoke glowingly of him, most notably Ovechkin, Wilson, Backstrom, kind of the pillars of this team, John Carlson. Um, I don't think that he ever had any issues uh, in, in general, but um, I think that if there was the dig, it was the youth thing. But as far as Ovechkin and, and the veterans, uh, he always had a good rapport. And I mean, just take a look at this last season and all that Alex Ovechkin did uh, moving past all those milestones. And uh, Peter Laviolette can use that as one of his feathers in his hat as he was the head coach Why Alex Ovechkin was breaking all those records. So, um, but I think that he had a good rapport uh, with a lot of the veterans. Um, uh, the, the only thing that I heard negative was by Dmitry Orlov after he was traded out uh, that he was kind of, you know, didn't understand why he had the lineups quite the way they did. But uh, I'm going to say in total, if I'm going to paint this with a broad brush, the team overall liked Peter Laviolette. Um, it's just uh, he was kind of dealt a bad hand. It's interesting to hear you say that they kind of went to bat for him, you know, toward the end of the season for the most part. I mean, you mentioned Orlov, but, you know, that's just one player. Um, with the Rangers, you know, nobody said anything bad about Gerard Gallant at the end of this past season. Um, not really, but sometimes I, I feel like you can almost say a lot without really saying a lot. You know, Jacob Truba said nice things about Gallant, but was like, felt like he was kind of holding back and not really going all in. Nobody really, really, really went to bat for Gallant. And I like Gallant while he was here. Uh, I'll be, you know, forever appreciative for that run that they had two years ago. I mean, he takes a rebuilding team to within two wins of the Stanley Cup final. So, 
Uh, you know, that that was a tremendously fun run for Ranger fans. But, you know, the Rangers not the only team here with, with a new uh, coach, Dan. And I wanted to get your thoughts, certainly. We'll get back to LaViolette in a second. But while I'm thinking about it, let's talk about Spencer Carberry. Um, what are your thoughts on bringing him in? Obviously, kind of a bold hire, just 41 years old and uh, his first time as a head coach in the NHL. So uh, any thoughts on him and, and what he could bring to the Capitals? Well, it, it's a bit of a contrasting difference. I'll speak briefly on LaViolette. LaViolette's mandate was to win games, to get the most out of this 2018 Rock the Red era. Uh, but things have changed. This is a league that has gotten younger and it's gotten faster. And I'm so sick of hearing it as a Caps fan about how geriatric uh, this team is, that there has been a bit of a different mandate for Spencer Carberry. Of course, the above all end all is to win a Stanley Cup, of course. But there's also been a mandate by GM Brian McClellan on the new coach to bring along the young players, to get younger, to get faster, to finally bring that to fruition. We've heard about it for the longest time, but then you had Barry Trotz and Peter Lavula, two coaches that were a little bit reluctant uh, to bring along the younger players. So I think Spencer Car Carberry, based on his history uh, with the AHL Hershey Bears, the ECHL Stingrays, he has a rapport with the Capitals' younger players. Uh, then I'm excited at the, the, the possibility of what can be the Connor McMichaels that are down in Hershey to finally get their opportunity to not just get a sample size on the big team, but to get a long look. Um, oftentimes they like to bring these players up and use them as healthy scratches up in the press box, but that is nothing's going to stunt or stymie a player's growth more than to watch the game up on top or relegate them to the fourth line in a position that's not native to them. So um, I think give Connor McMichael, you know, I'm talking about the caps here, a nice long look. Uh, Ivan Miroshnyshenko, a top draft pick who's going to be in the Bears, potentially the Capitals this season. I'm excited at the possibility of having a head coach for the first time in quite some time that will finally utilize some of the youth and also, you know, uh, play in, of course, with the veteran laden core as well. For sure. And uh, to get back to LaViolette for just a second, you know, Rangers and Capitals over the years, they've had a, a very mm -hmm. spirited, you know, very intense rivalry, a million meetings in the playoffs, all sorts of crazy things happening, seven game series going to overtime in seven games, um, you know, just just a great rivalry. But for me, you know, that rivalry between the Rangers and Caps almost and, and not just for the Tom Wilson stuff. We, we can talk about that. That's a whole nother episode if we ever want to do a deep dive on that, Dan. But uh yeah, I mean, you know, I, I just felt LaViolette got there and the Capitals, you know, not that they were ever like what I would call a soft team, but it just felt like they started to play with such a mean streak and such an edge. And uh, Rangers-Capitals games, even this past season, I, I thought tend to get, you know, pretty nasty. Um, and that's kind of been LaViolette's MO is that his teams are hard to play against. And, you know, you're going to be in for a fight when you're going up against a LaViolette coach team. Uh, did you sense when LaViolette got there that this, this team got a little bit more of a mean streak and, and played with a little bit more of an edge or... Um, am I am I overstating that a little bit? No, I definitely think that this team took its physicality to the next level. Again, like you mentioned, Tom Wilson, who's just intrinsically a physical player at the time, Garnet Hathaway. Um, just to be that intimidation factor, you know, I think to a certain extent you saw uh, the Capitals minus Tom Wilson, their biggest physical piece out of the lineup for a good chunk of the season. And you saw a lot of teams try to take advantage of the Capitals because they knew they were missing a lot of their physicality. Um, I think that they tried to remold certain players to be those physical players. See Anthony Mantha, who is a big gangly guy, but not intrinsically a tough guy. Um, but, you know, I think that Peter Laviolette does like to push the buttons. I think he likes to push the agenda of being a tough, strong team if he has the players at his utilization. I know in previous seasons, you've had Reeves and players like that that kind of bring that physicality as well. But I think that that will be one thing that will be be 
big for the Rangers is their physical presence. And if they're the physical players on the Rangers, he's really going to dial it up and make it a Rangers team that is going to be one to be feared. Um, because to a certain extent, you took a look at the Capitals a lot of, like you were speaking of, didn't want to play the Caps because of a certain physical aspects. He is going to dial in the physicality of the Rangers player and make the Rangers a team as well that's going to be feared and you better not mess around with. Yeah, I think that'll be uh, music to the ears of a lot of Ranger fans. I mean, you know how it is in this league, Dan. Everybody always wants to get a little bit tougher, a little bit more physical, a little bit grittier. And, you know, I think the Rangers, one of uh, many teams in this league that could uh, stand to benefit from that. And if LaViolette's going to instill that in them, I, I think that's certainly a good thing. Um, what else did I have for you here? So, um, you know, I've always just kind of gotten a sense with LaViolette that he tends to just, you know, kind of go with the guys that are, that are playing well on that night. You know, I was watching a couple old episodes of uh, Road to the Winter Classic with the Rangers and the Flyers, and that, that's been fun to look back on. Um, but it seems like he kind of just defers. Like, he, he's not too worried about uh, a player's status or anything like that along those lines. It's more like who's getting the job done tonight, who's delivering, and they're going to get more ice time. I mean, is he still that way? You know, was he that way with the Caps? Yeah, I mean, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, everyone said, why not the youth? Because he wanted the sure thing. He wanted the cap. Listen, he said, I got hired to win games for the Capitals. I didn't get hired to bring along the youth. Um, and I'm sure it's going to be the same thing with the Rangers there is that he, the Rangers brought him in to win games, period. He's not going to worry about, you know, individual player stats and that kind of thing. I didn't think he ever really catered to Alex Ovechkin. I just think that Ovechkin is just that kind of player. He makes it happen. So I think that, uh, you know, that'll be the same thing with the Rangers. He, his above all end all is to make the Rangers the top. And they did really well last year. I mean, you know that you cover the team, but not good enough to take them over the top. I think that Laviolette, at least potentially on paper, could be that head coach to take the Rangers to that next level. Sounds good. And uh, I figure we can keep everything rolling in just a second here, Dan. We can do just some general, you know, Rangers, Capitals talk, you know, what what's the future hold for both teams and what they might do in free agency. But uh, would you like to let everybody know about our wonderful sponsor, Bird Dogs, before we do all that? I would. I love me some bird dogs. And why do I love them? Because cargo shorts. Let's face it, you should have thrown those things in the garbage 20 years ago. Bird dogs are made out of stretch khaki shorts. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts and are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that look just like khaki, but stretches. So they give you a way slimmer look. And that's what it's all about. Looking fashionable now these days. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL for a free Yeti style tumbler with your purchase. That's birddogs.com slash locked on for a free Yeti style tumbler. I don't know about you, but I have been using my tumbler every day, put my coffee in it on the way to work. It keeps it nice and warm all day. You won't want to take off your bird dogs. We promise you. All right, and I figure, Dan, we can go ahead and keep everything rolling here. Just with some general Rangers and Capitals talk to, to kind of wrap up our first ever crossover episode together here today. And, um, you know, one question that I, I for sure have about the Capitals, you know, obviously we've talked about this on and off throughout this whole episode here, but a lot of that core from the championship still in place, you know, Ovechkin, Backstrom, Carlson, Wilson, um, Kuznetsov. So, I mean, do you keep rolling with this team? Is there any idea of maybe looking at a rebuild given the fact that these guys are starting to get up there a little bit or do you kind of you know go all in and, and and let this team uh have at least one or two more shots out of here given the fact that they somewhat recently delivered a championship 
So the mandate that's been put out there by uh, GM Brian McClellan and Ted Leonsis, the owner, is a retool, not a rebuild. There were certain promises that were made to Alex Ovechkin that he would play on a competitive team. Uh, He doesn't want to be on a team where he's, you know, playing with a bunch of unknowns and not getting him to his goal to win another Stanley Cup. Uh, Some of the things that he's talked about is, of course, I want to pass and beat Wayne Gretzky, but I also want to win more cups within the next three years. That's what he's under contract. He might get an extension there, but that's what those aren't going to be his prime years, suffice to say. Uh, So that that's what uh, the Capitals are going to do. They are going to integrate, you know, pieces here and there. You saw what they did with Dylan Strom and Connor Brown last season. Season. Then there was the the midseason uh, acquisitions of Sonny Milano uh, and different players like that during the season. So I think that you are going to to add small pieces, not anything major. You're not going to see a tear down to the studs rebuild at least until Alex Ovechkin is done. Um, and Brian McClellan has done a pretty good job, kind of taking these players that are kind of unknowns or diamonds in the rough. Nicholas Abe Cubell, another guy that kind of came to this team, got an extension, um, and just finding really great players on the cheap. Because as I don't know how your team is, but the Caps are up against it, uh, up against the cap, um, so they don't have a lot of flexibility uh, that way. So it is going to be interesting at free agency to see what this Capitals team does to try to get them over the hump to be the next team, best team, making it to the playoffs period. Uh, One of the interesting things is everyone talked about, you know, are they going to be able to make it past the first round? As it turns out, the Capitals didn't make it to the playoffs period. That's my, that's my goal for this team next year as at least to make it to the playoffs and hopefully a cup. And I think they're going to have to make some changes to do that. Um, but I think that that is what they're coming up. You know, there's going to probably have to be some big pieces moved out to bring some big pieces in. Uh, the scary thought is some of the names that I'm hearing out there that might potentially be, be moving out to bring those pieces in. Uh, that's an interesting thing for the Caps. Yeah, for sure. I think the Rangers and Caps are in similar situations in that both teams are pretty tight up against the salary cap right now. And, you know, there will be some patchwork in free agency, but I don't think you're going to see either team do anything, you know, ridiculously splashy. And, uh, you know, you mentioned just making the playoffs. I That's something that I preach on my show all the time is that, you know, right when we think we know what's going to happen next in this league, we get the Florida Panthers knocking out the Bruins and making it all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. Or, you know, years ago, it's not that long ago, maybe like five or six years ago, we get the Blue Jackets sweeping the Lightning right out of the playoffs. We get the Canadians going to the Stanley Cup Finals. So uh, you just never know. When you get into the dance, uh, for sure, anything can happen. Um, You know, as far as the Capitals, though, uh, there there was one player that played for them the last handful of seasons, was traded uh, near the deadline this year, and that's Garnett Hathaway. Um, He's somebody that I actually talked about in a recent episode. I'm kind of trying to pinpoint different Ranger free agent targets. And you know, I think he would be a good fit, just a blue collar, hardworking player. So I know I'm not the only Ranger fan that's interested in Hathaway. Obviously he played for your team for a couple of years there, Dan. So uh, what, what can you tell us about Hathaway um, as far as, you know, what he brings to the table and, you know, is he that guy, that guy that kind of plays every shift like he's like, it's his last and just gives you an honest effort every night. He leaves it all out on the ice. And if the Rangers are lucky enough to get Garnet Hathaway, you're getting one heck of a hockey player. Um, he is a great player in general, played on the fourth line, kind of a really great Capitals fourth line, along with Nick Dowd and kind of mix and match different players there. Um, but what you're getting is physicality, but also he brings a certain skill set of just getting under the team's skin. You know, a chirper, uh, being a good chirper is kind of a, a, a subtle talent to have, you know, getting in the ear and just kind of really rattling someone. Somewhat, sometimes you don't know what they're 
father saying, but you can tell it was something that really irritated him. Um, but he is that physical presence, kind of like a Tom Wilson to a certain extent. Um, but, you know, I don't want to pigeonhole him into being just like this goon. He also is a legitimate great hockey player in general. Uh, so I think if the Rangers are looking for a toughness, I think that Garnet Hathaway would definitely fit that bill. And uh, I think that he could be another player that could help take the Rangers over the top if they're looking, especially under a Peter Laviolette, being that there's a rapport there uh, of a physical presence. And I think that uh, oftentimes a physical presence sometimes is bigger than a lot of other things out on the ice. And I think that Garnet Hathaway has that. Yeah, it's hard to know what to expect from free agency this offseason because it's not the most like star-laden free agent class that we've ever seen. And so in some ways, maybe that's to the Rangers and Capitals' benefits because they don't have a lot of money to spend anyway and there aren't these star players available. But then again, it's like, well, there aren't that many great players there. So our team's going to like overpay and overextend themselves for, for somebody like Garnett Hathaway. Like, does he end up getting, uh, you know, the kind of contract that would price out a team like the Rangers? It, it's going to be very interesting to watch. Is there anybody that, um, for the Capitals that you would like to see them target in free agency, you know, having looked at the class and everything, um, anybody that, or even just a type of player that you think that they could stand to add? Well, what they've talked about is adding a top six guy, a forward out there. just to, So it's not just Alex Ovechkin scoring goals out there. Um, in previous seasons, we've seen Evgeny Kuznetsov be top three in goals, along with Tom Wilson and Alex Ovechkin, respectively, were the top three a couple of years ago. Uh, so just, um, I guess, I don't know a name in particular. There's a lot of, of names being swirled out there. Um, but just a, a, another guy on the team that could score goals on a regular basis. That's the big thing. Let's face it, the future of Evgeny Kuznetsov Kuznetsov is kind of unknown on this team. Uh, he has mentioned that he wasn't happy here, that he wanted to leave. Um, even then, he, when he was kind of cornered on that, he said that he had no comment. So um, I think especially if you potentially could lose someone like an Afghani Kuznetsov, bringing in someone else that can score the kind of goals that he can when he's playing in top form. Um, but he's another interesting player uh, just to talk briefly here on potential trades, you know, as if we didn't get the production from Mantha, we didn't get the production from Kuznetsov. If we could wrap them up in a bow and send them out of town and get someone great, uh, that is what the Capitals would be looking for, something like that there. Uh, but the biggest thing, they pretty much took care of the blue line uh, during uh, free agency or the trade deadline, excuse me. So that is pretty much set for me right now. It's getting another depth forward score, you know, someone else that can score goals on a regular basis. It makes sense. I, mean, I think that'd be a, a nice addition for the Capitals. I got one more question for you, Dan, and then I figure we can uh, pretty much call it, but uh, we'll definitely do another crossover episode in the future. This has been a ton of fun. Um, but you touched on this briefly. Alex Ovechkin uh, sitting on 822 career goals, 72 behind the great one. Give me a prediction. Does he get there? Does he pass uh, Wayne Gretzky most all-time goals uh, in this league? Well, he is revered as the Russian machine that never breaks. Uh, that's what he said one time. The biggest thing that would potentially hold him back is injury. Uh, he's not the kind of player that gets injured too often, but, you know, Father Time is coming for us all, and we've seen him getting injured more and more these past couple seasons. I do think that eventually he will do it. Uh, he is projected to do it in the 24-25 season. I really hope that he can do that. If he continues on the pace that he has done, even this last year, I think that it, it'll happen quite easily. Um, and some the, the interesting thing is people are talking about, is he already the greatest goal scorer of all time, being that he is playing against goal goalies that are bigger um, and that kind of thing. They're, you know, and just better goalies than they were years ago. Uh, so Alex Ovechkin is doing it in an era where goalies are much better than they were years ago. 
Is he the greatest goal scorer of all time? Potentially. But to answer your question, I do think that he can pass Wayne Gretzky. Uh, I'm going to stick with that projection of 24-25 season, and uh, it'll be a special day for Ovi and the Caps. It will. It's going to be fun to track it, and I, I hope that it's one of those things that, you know, increases the popularity of hockey. I mean, this is one of the big ones. It's one of the big records in sports. And, you know, a lot of people thought that it would never fall. And Ovechkin, uh, you know, he's clearly at least got a shot at it. And it's going to be fun to watch uh, and see how it plays out over these next few years. But, uh, Dan, I figure we can pretty much end there. But this is a ton of fun. And, uh, you know, I'm all for doing another crossover during the season as long as you're up for it. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. All right. Sounds good. So, uh, Ranger fans, Cap fans, thank you guys as always. And we will see you next time.